It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where you learn ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, and you can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Coming up in a half hour, I talked about the issues that can come up with multi-level marketing organizations the other day, and wow, the hits just keep on coming based on all the questions I've received from you and new stuff happening in the news. I want to give you a briefing in a half hour, what you need to be wary of, how to protect yourself when you're getting the pitch about how you can dare to be rich in some kind of multi-level marketing organization. And the industry in your home that is changing quicker than any other right now is the home security system business. As the cost of building devices has dropped so much and the ability for you to self-install accelerating so quickly, any of a number of players are coming into the market to provide you with a home security system that is a self-install, that's modular, that changes with you, moves with you, and the rest. The latest to get into the game is Nest, the same people that make those incredible thermostats that use artificial intelligence. There's now the Nest Guard. That's a cute name for it, pretty simple, the Nest Guard. And so it's like having your own security guard on site, except it's all electronic. So the Nest Guard is the brains of the system, and it connects through the Wi-Fi in your home. It has a keypad where you punch in your secret code, plus you can issue secret codes to if you have somebody coming to pet sit for you, or whatever the circumstance where you want to give somebody a one-time use code or a temporary code, it's all programmed to be able to do that. And then the Nest Guard hooks into Nest Detects. Detect units are the ones that let you know if somebody is breaking into your home, coming in through a door or window or whatever. And so these are designed where you pay for the equipment up front, and if you want everything to be wirelessly monitored, you pay $5 a month for cellular monitoring of your system. Now, it's done two different ways. One is you have the monitoring coming to you with the the Nest Guard app on your phone, or you can pay some additional money and have it third-party monitored like a traditional burglar alarm. I don't have the price yet on that. But Krista of our crew is going to install one of these as soon as they're available to ship, and she'll be able to come in and report on this. And this is the fastest growing area of the burglar alarm industry are these self-install systems. The most recent to come in the market in a big way is UMA, O-O-M-A, that has UMA security, and it's the same UMA that has had the phone service for residences and the phone service for businesses And then they decided that security went hand in glove with what they were already doing with the UMA phone service. 
And then the oldest player in this is Simply Safe. Simply S M I S I M. I can't even spell S I M P L I Safe.com, which has been around for years with a self installed security system. So the industry is going through a radical departure. And where I think things are headed is that a lot of people are going to gravitate towards having professional monitoring from what's known as a UL-approved monitoring station where they meet the standards that if your alarm goes off, you're actually dealing with people who know what they're doing, but that the actual installing of a system in your home will routinely become a self-service function rather than the way it is today with a burglar alarm company that comes in, puts in a bunch of equipment, gets you to sign a multi-year contract and all that. That is so past history. Some people haven't realized that yet, but I promise you, that's the past, not the present or the future. Gina is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Gina. Hi. Gina, Um, you have your daughter headed off far away. Yes, I do. And I'm kind of really nervous about it because... I trust my daughter, but I just, you know, you can't control the rest of the stuff. Where's she headed? Well, she's headed to um, near Amsterdam, and she's going to be there for a couple of weeks with a college friend and that lives over there, and they're going to be traveling all around France, Germany. And, of course, she's using all of her own money. She bought her own ticket, passport, everything. And, um, but she's really... Smart. Wait, wait, wait. You have a 19-year-old who's that self-sufficient? Yes. She saved every bit of her graduation money and used it to buy her plane ticket, which thank you to you because you saved this money on the plane ticket. <laughs> and um, then she bought her own passport and she's very, very organized. So are you worried specifically about... the? P- potential for terrorism or are you worried about her getting into a dangerous situation just because she's a teenager well i really do trust her a lot because she's very mature for her age but at the same time it's going to be two young girls traveling around and used to you would think nothing about it but today it's a more dangerous world and i just want to feel like (laughs) i don't know a little bit more relax about her going sure well you know i as a parent to another parent i can't tell you don't worry about anything at all because we're parents we're gonna Mm -hmm. worry um when my oldest daughter was a teenager she went to europe for a semester and traveled all around and i'm sure not every moment she had the best judgment but it was one of the great experiences of her life and most european cities are actually a lot safer than most american cities okay well that makes me feel better the friend that she's going with how long has that friend lived in europe herself well she just started college in august so she really hasn't lived there that long actually if she's already been there um, for that long, I mean, you're talking about nearly two months. Mm-hmm. She's got uh, she's got a pretty good sense of the surroundings and all that. I I, okay. I hear your worry as a mom, but <laughs> yes. 
I think she'll be just just fine. Uh, you know, the same rules apply to a young person traveling around Europe as would be true in any college town in the United States. You don't let anybody buy a drink for you. Um, you're always careful who you're around, and you always use the buddy system where you're always together. Yeah, okay, you're right about that. So, well, I really appreciate your help, and that does make me feel better. Right now, a couple of things since she's been so careful and responsible is with money. How's she going to have money while she's in Europe? Well, we talked about what you said, and she has a designated credit card that she just got for college that has no balance on it that she's going to use um, when she goes over there. All right. So I have an additional assignment for her, and that is to make sure that card does not have a foreign currency tr- uh, junk fee. Okay. Which could be, depending on the financial institution, could be as much as 3 to 5% of everything she charges. Oh, my gosh. So there are many cards available now that do not charge a foreign currency transaction fee that are available with no annual fee. Okay. And the pioneer in that is Capital One. It's been doing oh, well, that. That's, for, what, that's what she has. So almost certainly, although she should verify the particular Capital One card she has, is fee-free. And who does she use for cell phone service here in the United States? (laughs) Well, we use Verizon. Right, so Verizon is way too expensive to use outside the country. Okay. So uh, one thing she'll need her friend's help with is, uh, do you have an old phone hanging around the house? Yes, she has an old one. So she should take her old phone, make sure it's unlocked, so it's unlocked. If it's an old paid-for phone, she has the right to have it unlocked if she bought it from Verizon. Okay. And if necessary, she can just buy a used phone when she gets to Europe for like uh, about 10 euro, 20 euro. And she just buys a local so a SIM card that goes in it. And okay. she'll be able to have a month's service typically for about 15 to 20 euro. Wow. And then you, you and she should download an app like Line or WhatsApp or Viber, and then you're able to communicate with each other for free while she's over there. Okay, well, that's, that's great advice. Thank you so much. Sure, and, and especially if you can talk to her more than she's probably going to want to talk while she's over there, that will give you peace of mind as well. Oh, and a money belt. Not a money belt, a money pouch. You should buy one of those. Target sells them really cheap. Tucker's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Tucker. Hey, Clark. How's it going? Great. Thank you, Tucker. Uh, You had something come up that you never want to have happen. Yeah. um, Well, my fiance called in and made a doctor's appointment. First time at my longtime family doctor. And... She gave them her social security number. Um, I told her not to anymore, but it's almost a good thing she did this time, I think, because her social security number came up in the system already with the same first name and a different last name. Okay, so, so, you know, um, medical identity fraud is very common, so it's not at all unusual that somebody would would get medical care 
under the social security number as someone else so that when they don't pay their bills, they're going after the wrong person. But I want to start with something really simple here, and that is never, 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 not ever on any medical form put in your social security number at a hospital, a lab, um, surgery center, doctor's office. Don't give them the social security because nothing good ever comes from that. Right. Well, really, we check that upon her and nothing has gone on to her profile. And I told her just to verify when she goes tomorrow to make sure that they got the right number that she gave them and maybe they didn't get it wrong. They also could have been a digit off or something like that with the other person. But I do want her to make sure nobody is pretending they're her. There's a website I'd like her to go to today annualcreditreport.com okay and at annualcreditreport.com every american is allowed a free copy once a year of each credit file that you have i want her to pull all three immediately okay and see if there is any odd stuff on her report that somebody has been masquerading under her social security number doing more than just doctor visits as if they're her Okay. Now, let's hope that this is just clerical, but and if the three credit reports are clear, likely it is a clerical error and not something bad going on with somebody impersonating her, at least with her number. They call that a John Doe, Jane Doe identity theft, where they take one person's number and attach a different name to it. Right. And it's a so, dif- difficult form of identity theft to clear up. So if it's not just clerical, what's the next step besides uh, disputing it with the credit agency? Well, that is the next step. And at the same time, there's a dispute with each of the agencies. She'll need to contact whatever creditors have listed her as a deadbeat on unpaid debts. Okay. And she'll have to do affidavits with them and all that. And each of them use... Uh, a different affidavit system and form, unfortunately. So let's okay. not even go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope that she gets the reports, everything's just fine, but this is an early warning signal, Tucker, that she should go through that process I have at Clark.com as a result of the Equifax breach and set up both the uh, dashboard I talk about with Credit Karma and set up credit freezes but also there's a very good briefing on john doe jane doe identity theft at the identity theft resource center which the website is idtheftcenter.org like so many good-hearted people tracy is with us on the clark howard show trying to do her best to provide disaster relief to people affected by the various hurricanes at the same time tracy you want to make sure you're giving to legit people right correct yes thank you and where are you most interested in seeing relief go any particular area texas florida caribbean islands what what are you thinking yeah well i've never heard of the island of Barbuda before until the hurricane hit and i just think it's just tragic that everyone's had to move off that island while it gets restored and so that's one of my biggest interests is that little island but also the usbi all right i'm glad you asked about Barbuda because nobody's asked me about Barbuda (laughs) since all this started weeks ago 
And there's only one organization I've been able to find that has a really good reputation, has the top rating with Charity Navigator that's doing Barbuda Recovery. And they have a fund called the Barbuda Recovery and Conservation Trust Fund. And it's called the uh, International Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. And it's based in California. You'll find it pretty easily if you Google International Community Foundation. Okay. But they okay. they seem to be doing straight up there in a suburb of Los Angeles. They seem to be doing total legit. U.S. Virgin Islands, the best I've been able to find to donate to is the Salvation Army. Okay. So I think between those two, if you're willing to go two different places, that's where you could have the best impact. Welcome to the Clark Howard Show. I'm glad to have you here, and we're all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, and Clark.com slash ask is where you go to post a question for me, and that's one that we may very well take on the air, but we also answer your questions off the air. And on Clark.com, on the main screen, scroll down a little, and you'll see free off-the-air advice where you talk with a member of our team, and we are at your service answering your calls off the air 45 hours each week. And one thing that has been a constant in my life on radio and TV for the last 30 years It's been questions about going into a multi-level marketing organization. It is like just, it's almost like it's part of the air when you do what I do for a living because hope springs eternal and there's always these pitches going on where you feel you're dead end or whatever. Dare to be rich. Dare to be rich. All you have to do is get people to sign up with you and you make money off your upline, downline, sideline, whatever line. I love seeing those binary things and all that where they put out the propaganda about how you're going to make all this money. But there's a particular thing that has caused a lot of heartache over the years and it involves when you put in product put in money up front for product and there's one that i don't even know this company but it's one that so much is talked about lularoe and it's one where you put in typically five grand up front or more to be a rep for them and for a lot of people it doesn't work out So somebody will decide to quit, but when they return their merchandise, they don't get back all their money. And I think about how many times I've heard this story about the multi-levels when someone is required to buy a lot of product. And let's face it, with a lot of the multi-levels, the way people are making their their downline commissions is they get you to sign up and then you bought a lot of product and as far as they're concerned it's sold at that point 
doesn't matter if it ever works out for you being a rep. And it's not normally like this where you lay out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Usually it'll be several hundred. But you may have a lifetime supply of vitamins if you live to 640 years old. If you sign up with one of the vitamin sellers and you buy your initial kit of hundreds of dollars of vitamins. Because most of us are not natural salespeople. And we can get all caught up in the hype at the hotel ballroom presentations or in a face-to-face with someone who's a rep of one of these multi-levels and they get us all fired up and we sign up and we plop the money down, get the inventory of product, and then we find out that after we've sold it to family and a few friends, nobody else wants any product. And we're stuck with it. And you know, the real salespeople are the kind of people who have never met a stranger. And they're able to strike up a conversation with any old person. And there are people who join a multi-level who go gangbusters and do extremely well, so well they quit their full-time job and they're just doing the multi-level. But I contend that people who are such good salespeople that they can do that could be selling anything at all. And the fact that it's whatever that multi-level is, that's just where they landed. So just because somebody else is giving you the song about how you're going to have untold wealth if you get involved in something, know that in a multi-level marketing organization, very, very, very few people ever make any net money beyond the money that they put up to be part of one. That doesn't make them a scam. There are different factors that would make one a scam or ripoff or pyramid. But I'm talking about a legitimate multi-level that's actually out there trying to sell product. Even with one that's on the up and up, most people specialize only in losing money in them, not making anything. Steve is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Steve. Hey, Clark. Steve, you got a question for me about long-term care insurance. I sure do. Uh, so I'm in the sweet spot to buy long-term care insurance, being 60 years old. Which is the, the ideal birthday to buy long-term care insurance. So, and I've been saving, obviously, for my retirement and putting away, you know, funds in 401ks and doing whatever's necessary. And then I read in one of your articles that I should not buy long-term care insurance if I'm either very wealthy or very poor. And you define wealthy as having investable assets of three to four million and very poor being qualifying for Medicaid. So I was curious as to how you determine that if I'm going to have at the beginning of my retirement, let's assume three to four million dollars in investable assets, why would I not want to buy long-term care insurance to protect that money? That is a great question. So as a general rule, someone who has millions of dollars, even at how expensive long-term care is, 
will normally spend an equivalent amount or less than what they spend when they're very active in retirement to be in a long-term care facility. So versus what normal life costs, just dealing with today's dollars, you're looking at an expense per year, depending on the part of the country, I'm just going to give a general number, okay? Okay. Somewhere around $70,000 a year for the level of long-term care that most people receive. If you've got millions of dollars saved, odds are your lifestyle per year exceeds what you would be spending on long-term care. Does that make sense? But even with that, Steve, there's a reason you might ignore the advice and still buy long-term care insurance. And the reason that you might buy it is more for peace of mind and psychological reasons that you would not want to be a financial burden on your family, that there'd be less money for them to inherit someday or have if you don't have long-term care insurance. Okay, so my lifestyle, I doubt, exceeds it because that's, I've been actually trying to live below my means, which is why I've been able to save this money. So that's why I'm curious. And that 70000 that would be after tax. So I would, uh, and what I've got really in 401Ks and IRAs is before tax. Right, exactly. So, you know, again, if, you, if you're at that level that's the minimum I talked about, Correct. and you would like to have a long-term care policy, buy one with the following elements. Buy one that has an inflation adjustment that will benefit you by today at 60. You may not need any assistance with long-term care for a whole nother generation. Now, you could be well into your 80s, and what seems like a reasonable daily benefit today would be a joke 20, 25 years from now. So make sure you buy one that inflation adjusts the benefit and try it. You know, it used to be you could buy a lifetime benefit. Now, generally, most companies will only sell you for three or five years. And I hear the way you think about preserving money. Buy a plan, if you can, that would cover you for five years of long-term care. Do these plans typically allow you to go in and out so you could use it for two years and then you can recover from whatever you are having, return to uh, Completely depends on the plan. It does. Okay. So, and, oh. and you will understand more about long-term care right this minute than you will when you first talk to people selling it, and then you got to digest it, and then you'll be able to make your best decision who you end up buying it from. Okay. This is very helpful. Well, I'm glad I was able to help, and congratulations to you that you have worked so diligently to live on less than what you make, and at age 60, you've accumulated millions of dollars. Fantastic. William is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, William. Hey, how are you? Great. Thank you, William. How can I be of service? So I was involved, like many others, on the credit or the data breach the equifax uh, thing yes sir and i already had my 
credit frozen. And so I was looking at some of the things that were suggested, and one of them was to get a credit monitoring system or credit monitoring people to notify you. But everything that I went through had me unfreezing my credit to get on the credit monitoring. Yeah, if you're going to do Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, anything like that, you have to thaw your credit first to do it. So what I'm recommending for people who did the right thing and you already had your credit frozen, so even if somebody was poking around trying to get credit as if they're you, they couldn't do it, which is so good for you. I would wait till a time comes that you need to apply for credit somewhere or you're going to get a new cell phone plan or you're going to sign up for some cable or internet or satellite service. And at the same time, you have to thaw off for something like that. That's when you should set up your credit karma or credit sesame. That's what I was thinking. I'm so scared to do that because I'm I'm thinking that the bad guys are going to be sitting around and the light bulb's going to go off. They are not. They are not. Let's get him. Yeah, but William, when there are 143 million known of people that the criminals have everything they need. This is for the rest of our lives, and they've got the rest of their lives to market this information. If they don't want to use it, sell it to other uh, would-be criminals or criminals and buy things as if they're us and do other things as if they're us. So this is, this is like new work for us, all of us. But you have it the easiest because you'd already done the hard part You'd already frozen your credit pre-Equifax hack release. Yeah, very true. Okay. So you're good. And when you do apply for credit, set uh, once it's thawed, you're going to apply for credit. In that same time zone, that's when you do these other things. And then once your credit's refrozen, you're still able to access these services even with frozen credit. And by the way, our full guide is at clark.com, how to handle the Equifax breach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Andrew is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Andrew, you had something for sale on Craigslist, and then something very unusual happened after you put it for sale. Tell me about that. Well, this person was uh, very interested in the camper, wanted uh, to go ahead and pay me immediately, didn't even want to see the camper, no follow-up questions or anything, Um, asked if I would take an online payment. Um, I said I would do that. Um, I then got a phony email or a suspicious email saying that I had been paid through online. Is this, a, is this um, one of those the, phony PayPal 
acknowledgement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Pony PayPal it had all the same uh, headers, the banner. They had their little logo at PayPal, the whole thing. Um, the only thing was they were asking, they were giving, I was asking for 5000 They want. They uh, supposedly sent me a payment of $6,100 yeah. and then asked me to forward 1100 of that to a moving company uh, before I actually, um, you know, could make arrangements for this camp or whatever. And this person was definitely in a hurry to get their payment and asked if I would send this $1,100 to a Western Union in Los Angeles. All right. So, Andrew... Yeah, I can tell by your voice and the way you've set this up, you know this is a scam. You just want to know how this scam works? Well, yeah, and I guess that, and I'm also wondering if I need to change my PayPal account or something. Is, is no, they don't know, they don't know PayPal your PayPal now? account. They don't know that, What unless, well, they have your email, right? Yes, they do. All right, so let me tell you how this one plays. If you go sign into your PayPal account, there will be no $6,100 there. The acknowledgement they sent you is completely bogus. And the scam, and this is unfortunately a common Craigslist scam, no fault of Craigslist, but criminals taking advantage of it, is people say they want to buy your stuff sight unseen. They send it PayPal, which anybody who's ever received money from PayPal seems completely fine and trustworthy but they never actually sent money to PayPal. And then by telling you they sent too much and for you to send money for a carrier to come pick it up and all that, the whole scam is they're just trying to steal $1,100 from you. Exactly, right. So the thing with Craigslist, do you remember the first rule on Craigslist about avoiding scams? You got to tell me, Clark. All right, I'm going to tell you what it says. It says... Deal locally face-to-face. Follow this one rule and avoid 99% of scam attempts. Not only do they have that as their number one warning, they have it in yellow bold. And so this is completely phony. And tell them you decided that you will only sell to somebody local and thank you very much. And by the way, you don't see the money in your PayPal account anyway. And then have no further contact with them. Exactly. So the good news, you have warned your fellow listener away from this and know that anybody else you hear from who says they want to buy a camper for thousands of dollars sight unseen, you know you're one step away from some way getting stolen from and only deal with people that actually want to come see it in person. You know how I want you to get paid? Cash or you meet them at their bank and you get real funds certified to you at their bank from one of the people at one of those fancy desks in the bank. And that way you protect yourself. So I'm so glad these people didn't get your $1,100. And let me tell you, if you're staying on Craigslist, there'll be more people just like them. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. 
go to clark.com newsletters.